When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are you? I am good. I had another work trip this week. You were traveling too much. I know. I've literally never traveled before. And then, of course, I have a child now and all I do is travel, I feel like. That's terrible. Um, It's a lot. And this was like a one-day trip to Chicago, Mm -hmm. which it was beautiful weather, totally fine. But I realized when I was coming back yesterday, I've been in two cities in the past like three weeks that both have romance bookshops. There's eight cities in the U.S. currently that have romance bookshops. And I was in two in the span of three weeks. And I visited neither bookshop. You messed up. Well, no, I did not mess up. My (laughs) work messed up by making me work while I was in these cities, first off. And then... They booked me flights at like 10 a.m. And these bookshops don't open until like 10 a.m. Mm. It's just like, oh, just I missed so it. Mad. I was so mad. But yeah, so I realized that when I was sitting in the airport, I was like, I could have been in a romance bookstore. That's so sad. So depressing. So that's my that's my life. It's fine. Mm. But I've had a lot of time to read on these flights because yeah. I cannot work on planes. It just does not happen. You're just knocking these books out. So I'm knocking out books. So I read um, actually two different um, arcs that we've gotten. Mm. So one of them, well, I guess it's not an arc anymore because it's out now. So, but it was, it wasn't arc. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Night Shift by Annie Crown. Okay. Um, I too started this one. Oh, not bashing an author, but just it was it was very tropey and it played into the tropes and it was very. I just didn't feel like there was a lot of. It was too tropey for Sarah. It was too tropey for me, and it was like one of those things. It was it's the sports romance, which like totally fine. Yeah, but I just felt like the the lead guy. You know, he's this like broody character, whatever, and he like storms into the library and he's like asking for help for looking for a book and this girl like takes him to the section and then all of a sudden they're like making out with each other. And it just seemed like Mm. it didn't feel like this was actually even semi plausible. Yeah. And I know a lot of these times, you know, it's it's all it's romance fantasy, it's fine. But like I like to have a little bit of like, oh, this could have happened to me. Yeah, you're like Maybe. Maybe I should have been like making out with a beautiful six foot five basketball player in the library. Like maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just it just didn't give me like the realistic enough vibe. Yeah. So it was it was like a cute, fun, easy, quick read for a flight. Okay. So but yeah, so I read that there and then on my way back I read A Fragile Enchantment by okay. Allison Saft. Um, and that one isn't actually an arc still. So it comes out January 30th. 
Um, so that one's coming out soon. But I three-starred that one. I thought it was, you know, really enjoyable. It was kind of an interesting, like, take on magic. I felt like, so the, the girl's power is she's able to weave, like, emotions into clothing. Oh. So when, like, somebody puts on, you know, a jacket, like, they'll feel happiness. And, like, the people looking at them will feel the happiness that she's, like, put mm. into it. So it was, like, really cool to see just a different, like, just, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. So it was interesting to, like, read about, like, the emotion that she was putting into these clothes, like, as this love story was happening. Um, so, yeah. So I just, like, I liked the uniqueness of it. Yeah. It was something I hadn't read before. So, um so yeah, it was it was enjoyable. So I liked it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of crappy sports romance mm-hmm. books, I shouldn't say crappy. That's me being mean. No. But I did DNF one. <gasps> Ooh. And I'm gonna be honest. I actually made it like 80 percent of the way through, according to my Kindle. But I was yeah. just like, I can't. Yeah. I can't do this last 20 percent. It's been a long time since I DNF'd anything. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't have time. Yeah. My list is too long. Mm-hmm. It's ever growing. Ever growing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save myself even that 20%. Yeah. So you didn't like this one. Mm-hmm. The Long Game by Elena Armas. Oh, you did a DNF it. The soccer one. I, yeah. It, I don't. I know. I don't know what was wrong with it. I can't, For me. I, no, I, I seriously wanted to DNF it because I was just like. And at 80% too, like I kept giving it like, oh, I'm really maybe a little bit longer, a little bit longer. I read it. I think I gave it two or three stars because it was just like, I feel like three is just my general. Like if I, if I made it through and it was fine, three, like that sounds fair. I need to be better though about actually rating things. Ones or twos. Ones or twos. Yeah. I feel like if it's really, really bad, I give it like a one or two. Sometimes I'm just like, it's three or DNF. Like. I almost like forget about the one or two, you know? Yeah. But I don't know what it was about that story. Yeah. That I, I just, I I love soccer. Yeah. I love it. I just couldn't get into it or I couldn't like, I don't know. There was something. The two of them never, like, I don't think they ever had a click moment for me at least. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they were like together and I was like, what? And I struggled with him because he had like cats and he had like all this anxiety about like people like breaking into his house and it was it just like wasn't stuff that i go for in my guy yeah so it was interesting yeah so not maybe bashing. someone else yeah i'm sure somebody like it had plenty of like great reviews on goodreads yeah it just wasn't for us it wasn't fine. for us yeah which is a little bit of a bummer i know but mm-hmm. alas alas i tried my best yes going back to your rating scale mm-hmm. i i ended up writing out on a piece of paper like five stars means this four stars means this Mm -hmm. and i did have a two and one Mm -hmm. and i agree with you where it's like generally if i'm feeling something's a below a three stars it's like why am i still reading this right but the problem is Mm -hmm. is i'm in book clubs yes where i have to finish books true so i defined Mm -hmm. my two star and one star yes really for that sole purpose Mm -hmm. because otherwise yep i would have probably dnf'd quite a few books yeah that's so understand i'm with you but yeah. also it helps to write it out because then you can reference it when you're not sure yes which reminds me um in case you missed last week's episode um we released a magazine it's no big deal it's really no big deal it's you guys no big deal um, <laughs> it's a big deal we're a big deal 
Yes, it's called The Romantazine. Yes. Um, we're so excited about it. It's fantasy romance. The best magazine. genre the best. to ever exist. Yes. So all these great things. But all that to say, this reminded me, um, we now have like a separate Instagram and TikTok for oh, yeah. our magazine. And it's Romantazine, whatever. You can yep. easily find it through our Instagram. But we have, we're doing our book reviews on there. Oh, yes. So we are going to be posting like actual post book reviews because like you guys have been asking for it for a while and we like had this magazine in the works and we just felt like it wasn't the right time to start posting them on Fairies and Girls when we'd have to transition them to the Romantazine. So yeah, we were just saving it and I was just doing like random stories where they're posting. So these will be official like book posts and we're going to have like a highlight reel that has what our rankings are. So it is clear, defined... It's going to be awesome. All the things for that. So that just reminded me. So I felt like I needed to share. Well, I also feel like we just need to say also thank you. Yeah. To everyone who has subscribed. Yes. To Romantazine so far. Yes. Or purchased the first like issue. I keep saying, like I keep calling it episodes because in my brain I'm so we think about episodes. All I think is episodes for two years. I've thought episodes and now I have to think issues. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing to have to think no. about. So, but we're so grateful. So grateful. Um, so we hope you love it. When you start getting them in the mail, post photos. Post photos and let you us know see. what you think. Yes. Um, tag us in your story. Share it with your friends. We hope you love it. Yes. Um, but just a huge thank you. Mm-hmm. It means the world. It does. Um, okay. Who are we interviewing this week? This week Mm -hmm. we are chatting with Brittany hansen Mm -hmm. author of the abandoned realm yes such a cool story literally the coolest concept i'm still obsessed with this concept and i think about it fairly often especially as we were working on our magazine (laughs) you're like what if this dies yes i'm gonna (laughs) low-key spoil one of the awesome things in this magazine is that alex is a freaking author now oh my gosh stop no big deal or anything (laughs) um but i was like i wonder how many drafts she went through are these characters dead now all these things so yeah this the abandoned realm is always like low-key in my mind when i think about books that's hilarious yeah um well we hope you guys enjoy this interview with Brittany. Yes. And if you haven't read her book, it's been out for a minute. So go check it out. Right. And then also a reminder, um, we're still doing our mini-sodes every week on Thursdays. Um, yes. All SJM related. Sarah, what are we talking this week? Uh, this week, uh, book talk talk on Iron Flame. Uh, I feel like it needed to be sung because it's freaking Rebecca Yaros and I'm obsessed with her and all things fourth wing. So. Yeah. We're doing a book talk talk on Iron Flame, and I am so pumped. Yes. So So hopefully you've read it by now, or if not, read it by Thursday. Yep. And join us for a new book talk talk. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready to dig in? Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is a special episode. We are interviewing the incredible Brittany Hansen, author of The Abandoned Realm. Um, Brittany, thank you for coming to the show podcast whatever we call this today uh welcome (laughs) thank you thank you so much for having me i'm really excited to be here yeah well um let's just dive in we want to get to know you a little bit so tell us about yourself we love the personality like quiz type thing so like hogwarts house oh Oh, okay well i am a hufflepuff love it i but like you know, because of my fan fiction love of Dramione, I want to be a Slytherin, but I feel like that's very on brand for a Hufflepuff <laughs> to like yeah. want to be in the cool <laughs> spaces. 
I had like a whole awakening last summer. I don't know if awakening is the right word, but I had a moment where I was like, am I a Slytherin? Is that? <laughs> and I was like, no, Alex, you're just a Hufflepuff. One. <laughs> a slither puff. You could be a slither puff is the phrase that yeah. I've. Okay, so I will, I'll have to call out on myself though because I actually don't know my Enneagram. That's okay. Or my, whatever the other one is. The Myers Briggs. Yes, I know them for my characters. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For my, for the book that I'm working on currently, yeah, I had them plastered up on my whiteboards and like interconnected and I did all this stuff. And, and I looked up to see what my, like, I looked at the things to see what I would be. And my writing group told me at one point what they thought I was. And I immediately forgot it. And so (laughs) don't know. Well, just tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. So I have been writing and reading voraciously since I was a kid. And I have actually always wanted to be a writer. I just recently found this box of like young Brittany memorabilia and I have a saved bound story of a something about a toad I'm not sure exactly but I think it was toady the toad and my second grade teacher saved it bound it it, it's very possible she was doing this for all the children and I just think it was for me, but I felt like it wasn't a class assignment and it was just for me, but she bound it. And then in it, she said, when you publish your first book, I want a signed copy Aww. because I, I, cause I, I know that's so sweet. So, but I, um, that was always what I wanted to do. I, I remember in fifth grade, you know, when they ask you, what do you want to be at your counseling Mm-hmm. Not, is, it, is that what it is the counselors you like go see them and they uh, try to talk to you about your aspirations <laughs> I just remember little you know eight or nine year old Brittany trying to explain <laughs> to this middle aged man <laughs> the concept that I was calling future past fantasy <laughs> which is really just like steampunk I now know but I'm like, I call it future past. And I just am launching in to all this stuff of like, there's has to be elves, but also they have this really cool technology. And anyway, I'm sure they were just like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm, I'm married. I've been, my husband and I are going to be celebrating our 11 year anniversary wow, of this month you know we were babies thank you Aww. babies uh and i have two children i have a two and a nearly five-year-old so in toddler central toddler mm-hmm. trenches over here maybe um and yeah i recently well within the last five years have begun to really seriously take take my writing very seriously again um, and that was when I started working on the abandoned realm. Um, I play D and like to cosplay. I love speaking in a British accent. <laughs> I, I get, I get very into my fandoms, like yeah. very protective, very, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. what's your go-to <laughs> cosplay outfit? Currently it's, a mix of my own character to Lara because it has to be like, you know, I've got like a corset and a tunic 
that's like a pirate kind of tunic, but yeah, I've got the elf ears from three dollars on Amazon that are just they come in clutch. I gave them as Christmas gifts last year to all my friends. Oh my gosh! Because they all had start. We'd all I'd convince them all to start reading like everything Sarah J. Moss, and I'm like, okay, great. We all need fairy ears. <laughs> so it usually some type of elf. Uh, like Elven Warrior is my go-to cosplay. That's such a fun, like white elephant gift. To, <laughs> I feel like just the elf ears. Yes. Right? Yes, that would Bring be a spectacular one. Yes. See who who you're. And then you can suss out. Yeah, like who are my people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you? Like, Let's who's see. Right? <laughs> yes. Exactly. <That's> funny. <laughs> Um, so I know you mentioned the teacher who like bound your book and that you've always wanted to write books, but like, mm-hmm. where did that like inspiration to be an author come from? Was it that teacher or was it something else? Um, that's a good question. I think I just always wanted to write and tell stories. Um, I don't feel like it. I don't remember a time of being of, of deciding, Oh, I want to be a writer. I just remember that was all I wanted to do Mm. when I was younger. I was going to say, what kind of inspired you to write this book specifically? So this one, I, um, I had just had my daughter, she was five months old. So my nearly five-year-old and I had just gone through, (laughs) I feel like becoming a parent and going specifically like through postpartum Mm -hmm. is an identity crisis. And it It was for me, it was like a very large shift in my life. And I had also shifted out of uh, some more toxic work relations, like work things and communities. And at the time, I like during my 20s, I'd really kind of squashed any creative impulses because I thought I needed to be doing something different. I thought I needed to be bringing in money. I thought I needed to be giving away, like giving away my time to serve other people. Um, and just that there, you know, there was no monetary or societal value in the creative arts. And so I was on the trip with my in-laws, actually, it was just, uh, my husband was at like a bachelor party for the weekend. And I had ended up going with my in-laws cause I had the new baby and I'm like, <laughs> don't leave me. (laughs) So I went with them and we'd gone on a walk, um, down in St. George in Utah, which has these beautiful red rocks and, um, like these red mountains. And then there's these black lava rocks and then just green sage everywhere. And it's very stunning and very different from how stuff looks up here in Salt Lake city. And so that night when I, I was just like, oh, I'll just do a little writing exercise because I would like to get back into it, but I don't really know how. And so I was just writing a description, a landscape description of what I'd seen that day. And with the exception of probably that toady the toad (laughs) from second grade, I had never finished another story. I started a lot and I'd never finished them. And I had the first sentence of my book like dropped into my mind of, wow, wouldn't it be so fun to start something with someone contemplating killing somebody? And then you find out that it's a fictional character. That sounds really fun. And then I had this horrifying thought, what if 
all of the characters I've ever started writing actually were real. And because I never finished them, they've now been exiled to a different realm. And I was, it it was a lot of pressure. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's terrifying. And also a really cool concept. I should kind of play with this. Uh, And I, so I looked up if there was a, a writing uh, conference in Utah near me. Uh, two of my sisters are also writers. And so they've gone to them frequently. And I found one that was like your first time, like first convention writing workshop type of thing. And so it felt a lot less intimidating. And I went to that and just was, I just like went from there. It was like, okay, I'm going to take this seriously because if I don't, I'm banishing my characters. (laughs) So that kind of gave me the will to keep going I guess I'll I'll joke with um people how it like I feel like I have to like hack my brain into doing things like Mm -hmm. I've hacked myself into stop having a bagel for breakfast every day by saying Mm. I can have as many bagels as I want if they're free so it's like Mm. I like myself and it feels like that's kind of what you did where you're like do you want to banish your characters do you want them to be suffering this then you get your butt there and you start writing the book (laughs) Yeah, Friday. And yeah. I love that. I think that's such an incredible and like creative way to hack your brain into getting it done because it's yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you had mentioned uh, just about trying to find the time as, you know, a parent and someone who's the stay, even if you're not the stay at home provider of your children, children are all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I play little games with myself of, you know, I'll, I'll set like a month goal and it's, I have to do a minimum of five minutes of writing every day for the month. And then I get to buy X nerdy shirt that I want or whatever (laughs) it is that I've been eyeing from Instagram or Etsy that I don't need, but I just want it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'll say, okay, if I do my 30 days of five, it started with five minutes and then I progressed to like 10 at a different point. But basically I just set the time. I have to sit down set the timer. And if the timer goes off and I want to be done, I can. And some days when it's right before going to bed, that is all I would do was the five minutes. And then some days I'm, you know, I snooze the timer and then I write for an hour and it, it got me in a habit of doing it consistently. And I was thinking about my project every day. And even when I wasn't actively working on it, I feel like it works in the background of your subconscious and stuff I would just like figure out things faster and it was easier to get into my creative flow uh when I was doing at least five minutes a day I love that yeah that's awesome um so I think this kind of like segues us into kind of the book that you wrote um because we thought it was the coolest concept like I was when I read the back and like all the you know descriptions on Instagram I was like oh my gosh this woman's a genius like I've never heard this concept and I'm obsessed like where like how did you 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 kind of told us but like how did you create the abandoned realm yeah um the abandoned realm actually was probably the realm itself was the hardest Art to write, I think, because it was very, it's very conceptual. It's like, oh, yes, there's this realm that people get banished to, but then what does that look like? Is it, is it per continent? <laughs> is it in different languages? Is it, 
uh, over time? Is it all genres, right? There's, it's, it's a very broad, intimidating concept to make. And I was really lucky to have some really fantastic beta readers of friends or friends of friends and acquaintances that are, they read a lot, they read widely and, or they, they read different things than I just do. And they enjoy fantasy. There were a lot of D and D players in it, which I am a huge proponent of writers of any kind playing D and D or even just one shot, any type of role-playing games. It just does your creative juices in a different way. And you have to have understand certain rules and you have to figure things out and be able to explain it. Um, so I had several people who they asked really good questions or had really good one-off thoughts about the realm that then I could extrapolate on. Um, but that was several, <laughs> like it, se- several, uh, revisions in where it really, you know, I was like, what does it even, I don't even know what it looks like. I mean, I think the first several drafts in, in my mind, it was just this kind of blank gray <laughs> space and there's just people there, mm. <laughs> but then, but you have to like explain it to people so they can visualize it. And it was mm. helpful to hear other people say, oh, this is what it makes me think of. This is what I'm picturing. And I, and then I could say, okay, I can, I could describe that. I can, I agree with it. That's also how I think of it. Yeah. And, and I also used, um, there's a craft book called Story Genius by Lisa Cron. And I really love that one. It's not as formulaic as most craft writing books are, but she asks a lot of questions and really gets to like the themes that you want to talk about in your story and the emotional arcs that you want for your characters. So most of my stuff, most of that was first. And then the plot things came out of that. Okay. What, how can, what's the window dressing and setting that would make this really fun to show this deeper story that I want to tell that's awesome that's really cool to you know just think about it that way and have people that you can reach out to and get the feedback from that so yeah that's really great um and i know you talked about how you kind of like hacked your brain into like not letting characters go to the abandoned realm but do you have any characters that would be there oh absolutely uh in my very first draft i even put some of them in oh my gosh but, but most of them were you know like rainbow rose <laughs> Yeah. From like, like I remember character names from when I was a kid. That's um, amazing. There, there are a couple little Easter eggs that mostly only people in my life, well, specifically my little brother would mm-hmm. have uh, picked up on, uh, which now I've you know told people, so more people know. But the Arithian sword, which is referenced in there as Arthur Huxby's one of his like big fantasy novels that he talks about portals and it's like one of Bex's favorite books. The Arithian Sword was actually an elven warrior story that I was writing when I was 12. I have like 50 handwritten pages and I thought it was the coolest name because, <laughs> you know, you have to have a magic, a magical item like a ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, the Arithian Sword is one of my own abandoned stories. So I gave that as one of the ones in, in mine that made it. Yeah. 
I think that's awesome that you like actually incorporated your own abandoned stories into the abandoned realm. Like that's, yeah, I love that so much. Um, so I guess in writing, what was your favorite moment to write about and why do you think so? I think the scene that was probably the most fun and also not a super spoiler would be the convention scene. So at StoryCon, mm-hmm. uh, this was actually kind of a scene. It was, al- it, it was almost a scene that I had started and stopped uh, several years previously while I was doing NaNoWriMo. I just had this idea of, wouldn't it be so cool if there was some type of fantasy convention happening and people are cosplaying and then there's actual magic characters who are milling about as well and nobody knows (laughs) that sounds really fun (laughs) and terrifying so that scene was really fun to just it I don't know it's like the nerd the inner nerd in me (laughs) was having so much fun Right, you know, talking, you know, have like basically like there's Funko Pops being sold without me <laughs> saying that it's Funko Pops. And there's, you know, the replica, like there's a, a weapons booth and there's, you know, the the very famous authors and maybe some that sometimes we don't understand why things are popular, but everybody's into it. And, <clears throat> you know, people just getting to nerd out. And uh, that that one was a, that scene was really uh, fun to do of like a, and a converging of stuff about to go down at StoryCon. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought that was a really cool way to like incorporate and like merge the worlds. Um, mm-hmm. Not spoiling, but they do come yeah. together. The worlds come together, everybody. They have, I, I mean, know. they have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, no. Just like shout out to NaNoWriMo. Like, oh, I don't even know what that is, but like, it sounds fun. Oh. NaNoWriMo, it stands for National Novel Writing Month. Okay. And it's a game, basically, uh, where the game is to start a brand new project. It can be something you've thought about, but nothing you've technically worked on. Okay. And I mean, all these rules, again, they're all made up. So you can tweak right. however you want if you do it in November. But there's the, no rule master. There's no, but. yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> there's no DM. But there, so you start something from scratch November 1st, and the game is to have 50,000 words by the end of the month. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and to have it be like a complete story. Wow. And it's, yeah, so it's like uh, 1,446 words a day, I believe. So not you have that memorized. Is, <laughs> if you break it down day to day, and I have started and never com- I had started and never completed nano several yeah. times I would have a cool idea I would have a scene or a vibe and I'd start and then I I think 10,000 words was the most I'd ever gotten and then I just was like I am I don't know where to go with this I don't have anything to write I can't do this and I would stop or life happens you know and so I did I had my idea in April of 2019 and so I did like six months worth of blue blueprinting is how Lisa Crom describes it where you're figuring out all of that deeper stuff so in, instead of picking plot points necessarily right where with like save the cat or like the three-act structure stuff like that it's very it's more formulaic which really works for some people Every, everybody is very different and each project is very different but 
So I did all this background thoughts of what I needed to have happen and what was the story I really wanted to tell with this framework of abandoned stories. So then I didn't start drafting or writing any scenes until November 1st, but I knew where I was. I had like a roadmap of where I was going and I did, I think I finished, I hit my 50,000 and finished the novel before November was even over, which was, I, I was like blown away by myself. That was, that was very cool to, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. And I had so much fun. And I, I think because I, cause you can just do nano and then not do nothing with it. But I was like, I really feel like there is, this is a really cool, fun story. And, and also just even for myself of the story I was telling of, your story matters and creativity matters. Yeah. I was like, okay, and now I'm going to revise this and work on it and get it better and then like get it out into the world. Mm. So yeah, but NaNoWriMo. I've never finished a NaNoWriMo either. <clears throat> I've always wanted to. I think that 10,000 mark, it's usually like yeah. less than two weeks in. I'm always like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, it's Thanksgiving, like holidays are coming, exactly. it's fine. You're like, next year. Yeah. I love that you spent like six months like roadmapping leading up to it. That's a really good idea. Yes. And, and you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe someone in Nano is going to come at me or something. But, but I don't think that they're, I think they basically just say, you know, don't start writing any of your words before then is kind of the game. Um, my sister has in the past where she's, you know, working on a project and she's not in a draft, like a sprinting drafting stage, she'll set her own revision goal for the month mm. because there's such a community energy yeah. that you can you can feed off of that energy and momentum and that consistency game that nano like plays to people like schedule like meetups to do like oh yeah and it's oh like, yeah it's a whole community thing. oh it's a whole thing it's a yeah there's like at local libraries they'll have a bunch um at bookstores i'm i'm sure that there are now a lot of like discord or online ones like i'm in a discord where it's we can do writing sprints and oh i'm i'm sure in nano it'll be like wild (laughs) you know yeah that's so cool well thank you for sharing that with me because i had no idea yeah plenty of other people that have never heard of this either so yeah i think that's great that there's something like that for our writers um but so let's let's get back to your main character. Is it Talera? Is that how you say her name? Talera. Yeah. Talera. Okay. So when you were writing her, were you putting like part of yourself into her? Was she just someone that you've always wanted to be like? Like, how did you do you have like parts of yourself that you infused into her? Um, I think I have more parts of me that I infused into Bex. Okay. Who is writing her mm-hmm. um, and dealing with feeling like she's allowed to take up space in the world and that her ideas have value inherently. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like Bex, I put a lot of the ways that I wish I could be or attributes that I admire and wish to emulate as a recovering people pleaser (laughs) in my life. It, I, it was really fun to write to Lara because she just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she's not worried about your feelings. Um, I mean, I feel like Talera was who 13 year old Brittany wanted to be. And mm-hmm. 
and and loved finding in different stories, but also I couldn't really find her in stories because it was mostly a lot of male characters, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is very different now. Um, yeah, I think Talera is more a, a it, she was more an exercise of things I would like to be mm-hmm. and and qualities that I admire. I think there's probably more of me in Bex, even though Bex is still her own person. Yeah. Not me, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good, I think, I think it's cool to see like part of the author in the characters of the book. I think mm-hmm. it just adds something to it and makes yeah. the readers know you a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Um, but so obviously Talera is the hero of this story. We have a villain. Mm-hmm. Is it yes. Rainier? Rainer? Is that how you say I it? I say Rainier. Okay. I mean, you well, you're the author. Rainier. So you yeah. Can say it how you like. <laughs> Rainier. And then yes. there's Talera. Yeah. Yes. Brittany, this I feel is like... why pronunciation guides. Yes. Are nice to you're your welcome. Book. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> yes. We appreciate that. I'm sorry. I did not reference it right before we met. How dare. Um, I know. So rude of me. Uh, no, no but fine. so can you talk us through like his mindset and just how he escalates and becomes this villain? Because it was really interesting to see somebody that's not, they're trying not to be a villain and then Mm -hmm. becomes one. Yeah. I think, um, it was kind of a surprise to me. I wasn't in the first several rounds trying to have him resisted. I just was having him really lean into it. And then, I, it shifted for me at some point when I was writing and I'm like, oh, okay. I do think that there is a piece of him, a jaded piece of him who no longer wants to. He got sick of people telling him who he is and who he isn't. And I think that's true for a lot of us and doing things out of spite or like a pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. Um And I think all of us have inner demons and monsters and pieces of ourselves that are destructive and less than like kind to ourselves even. And I think it's very easy and sometimes can be almost seductive to lean into those things. And so he, it was, it was fun and interesting to play with this idea of what if you didn't actually want to be the villain and what if there were things outside of your control that were like pressures and circumstances that were having an issue and and there's a little bit of like an like an addiction mindset in there mm-hmm. um of and and that's not something that that I can speak to as like a personal experience so I don't want to say it is like this is an exact metaphor but that was something through different people in my life that I've seen struggle with different things uh something that I I wanted to kind of have this idea of you don't you know sometimes things are outside of our own control absolutely yeah totally agree with that all right. Um, so let's talk about you as an author again. I know we've, we've pulled so many great pieces out already, but what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to write and publish a book? Um, so if you go back to that life hack thing that we were talking about of yeah. the five minutes, that for me and my personality worked very well. Yeah. Um, I, my writing group, we are all very different personalities. 
Um, and so it's interesting when we talk about stuff where we give advice because what works for one does not <laughs> work for the other. But I do feel like for me and what I think could help a lot of people is just a consistency thing and, and, and making it something that is easy to blend into what you're already doing, where if you have children, if you have a full-time job, if you're a caretaker for someone, I mean, we all have very full lives, but just picking a number for each day of, I will sit down and I will open my laptop or I will open my notebook and for five minutes I will write. And it can be stream of consciousness. It can be working on a scene, but when the timer goes off, you can stop or you can keep going and you can pick the amount of time that feels manageable and it doesn't feel daunting where if it's really late at night, you can say, it's literally just five minutes. I can do five minutes yeah. or it's 10 minutes. I can do 10 minutes and trying to do something for consistency like that for yourself. Yeah. Is what I, I mean, like say. if I'm honest with myself, I'm going to throw on TikTok for 25 minutes when I get into my bed, let's just mm -hmm. make it 20 minutes mm -hmm. instead. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it can even, you know, it, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Sometimes I'll pull up, I have, I use OneNote on my phone. So sometimes mm. it's me just typing it out on OneNote in my bed of, of, I love that. you know, yeah. If I'm in like a drafting phase or I'm trying to have certain ideas or a scene kind of comes to me that I have no idea where it's going, but it's like, it's there and I need to get it out of <laughs> my brain, uh, putting it on there. Um, or yeah, just sitting down at my laptop, you know, for a couple minutes. Or if I, you know, I put on, if you have young children, you put on an episode of Bluey and they, <laughs> for one episode, well, they're finally entertained and not hanging on you, you can write for five minutes, you know, like, yeah, like you, you know, you right. could like, and it just takes, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for me, that was helpful of not feeling like putting a ton of pressure on myself or making myself feel bad for having time management <laughs> pressures and to just be able to say, okay, yeah, that's, that sounds simple enough. I could do it. And then when I'm done, I get a present <laughs> for myself. A reward. I love it. No, I think it's so easy to get in our heads about like things need to look a certain way. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, it doesn't like, just like do what you can with what you yeah. have and just mm -hmm. work. Yeah. Um, okay. So we know you're a voracious reader, author, all of that good stuff. Who <laughs> is an author that you admire? Oh, I have, I have several. Um, obviously I'll hear them all. <laughs> Perfect. You will allow. Um, so I will say first, um, the author who got me back into reading as an adult was Victoria Aveyard. Mm. And I had picked up red queen. I think I read it literally in a day. And I remember laying twist, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, I remember laying in bed in the middle of the morning, like way late into the night, just like holding the book <laughs> and just stare like my whole life <laughs> changed. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot this rush of a story and just getting so sucked in and so lost and then being so betrayed <laughs> and, and just like, I want to do this to people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Victoria Aveyard. And I also just, I follow her. If you don't follow her on social media, she is just a gem and a treasure. And I love her. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like we would be friends. So Victoria, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. She's just so fun. So I, I, she really, really inspired me at the beginning because she's, uh, yeah, she just, she did. And I also loved, I remember watching a writer questionnaire she'd had one time and she immediately acknowledged, okay, but like, also I don't have kids. So that's something and have, you know, being a brand new young mom, it was like, okay, yes. I, I don't need to hold myself to anybody else's schedules and yeah. You know, or, or as someone says, you know, don't compare your like prologue or chapter one to someone's chapter 20. Mm-hmm. True but, story. Um, Sarah J. Moss, obviously. I mean, we love her. Obviously. We love our patron saint. <laughs> um, one thing I think that I really, that inspires me about Sarah is seeing her growth as a writer from the very first Throne of Glass book to you know, who we know her as now. And that's yeah. been really helpful for me as a, like a recovering perfectionist also <laughs> of it's okay for me to grow during my career. And it yeah. doesn't have to be, it, 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 it doesn't have to look a certain way and I'm allowed to grow with my own readers as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your first book does not need to be the best seller. No. That is. It's like, then why? Yeah. Why write yes. anything else at that point? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I super love, do you guys know Claire Legrand? Yes. Legrand, Legrand. She's amazing. She is, she is such a talented writer. She doesn't really, she's not really on social media, which I get sad about, but it's, you know, you got to do your own thing. But I inhaled her Imperium trilogy and then mm-hmm. I was able to get an ARC copy of her one that just came out crown of Ivy and glass. And it just, she writes very, the type of things that I want to write where it's these fantasy stories, but it's human stories and it's human growth and experiences. And the way she portrays anxiety and panic attacks in crown of Ivy and glass just really moved me. And I felt seen in a whole nother way and she's just, I just think she is a spectacular writer. Her prose are beautiful. She's got great imagery that's like throughout the whole thing. It's so symbolic. And I just, and I'm just like such a fangirl for, I love for Claire. I'm so excited. I, I had one of my, Sarah and I love to do this where we get a latte and we just like stroll Barnes and Nobles and we like take pictures the best of all day. the books that we want yeah. and like plan, buy a few, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I saw that one on the table and I read it at the back and I was like, oh, I want to read this. So I literally, I, I took the picture. Yeah. It's so it. good. I, I, like, I, I loved it. Soon. You are bookmarked into my yes. degree now. Perfect. Um, so that's good to know that it's, that, that it's worth it. That's I loved good. it. I loved it. Sobbed, you know, I loved yeah. it. I, I was along for the ride, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also Maggie Steve Otter is, oh my gosh. She wrote the Raven Boys cycle it's a four book oh you will love it it's like i yeah write it down so the first one what's the first one called i think it's the raven boys uh it's four books uh it's a young adult 
it is amazing. It's these, it's these kids in Virginia searching ley lines to find a, uh, a sleeping Scottish or Gaelic king. Sold. Okay. I'm sold. It's so good. It's Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's like, or Welsh. It's Welsh. I'm so sorry. Okay. It just it clicked in my brain. Just that, yeah. Oh, that, it's, that but it's that's some Welsh people. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, wait, what is it that they're anyway? They so she also wrote the Scorpio races. She wrote Shiver, which was another werewolf one that came out pre-Twilight, and it was a different spin on werewolves. It was they turn they they turn into werewolves as the when the temperature drops. So each chapter starts with the temperature, and it was about slowly That's losing so cool. your humanity because yeah, because if it gets to a certain point, you just stay a wolf. She is amazing. I've taken I took a couple courses from her this last year, and I did like a she did a nano type mentoring session this last year in November and she helped me with my work in progress I'm doing right now and she is amazing like an amazing person an amazing writer an amazing educator on storytelling and I just I love her she's so everything she writes is so good um I have a retreat that I am going to be going on next year with her and she's just she's spectacular I mean she's had like a 20 plus year career and it's you know social media wasn't what it was back in the day but it's always fun because when you find someone who's a raven boys fan it's like in your soul and so it's it's really good i think oh um will pattinson will pat will patton i think it's will patton okay he was the other coach on remember the titans Okay. Okay. With the little girl who was Hayden mm-hmm. Panettiere, if you remember. Okay. Anyway, yeah. he reads her audiobooks. That's what I'm trying to get to. Oh. He does the audio. He does a great job. I that was like a very it's fine. It's fine. It's amazing. He yeah, she has like a separate, like a dreamers trilogy that is like the same characters, but now they're older mm-hmm. that she just did, and she's currently working on and like a an adult book that she got. I, I don't know anything about it, but it, I'm very excited. She's prolific. She's amazing. So. That's so awesome. Um, so you mentioned that um, you have a current project that's being reviewed. Do you want to tell us a little bit yes. about that? Okay. So it is an adult fantasy. Love it. Yes. It is a reimagining of Robin Hood, but Ooh. it's gender bent and right. it has magic. There's enemies to lovers, there's blood magic, political intrigue, spice, uh, and Sherwood Forest. It is, I'm I'm having so much fun writing it. I'm having so much fun. It's a duology and I'm hoping, um, I'm, I'm hoping to have the first one published in the spring of 24. So that's the, the current, uh, deadline and game plan that I'm trying to do. Um, but do it's really fun. Title for it? I have just been calling it. So instead of Robin hood, it's Rena hood. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't, that's not like going to be the title, but the, the main girl woman, um, Rena of Loxley is our 
female main character. I love it. So we'll see how I play around with whatever the title comes out to be. So <laughs> but be I just so call, I just reference it as Rena Hood. Robin Hood. It will be so much fun. Right? We we love Robin Hood. And like if you can have Robin Hood but with magic, yes. It's magic very, anything the book. Yes. Always. It feels um okay, so if you uh I feel like it would specifically appeal to people who love Throne of Glass and the Bone Shard Daughter. Mm. Mm. Those are both amazing series. So I know, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's been very fun. So I'm having a great time and it's fun to do um I'm I'm excited about uh having a little more of a romance line. Because Abandoned Realm has a subplot, a little, a little just a little sprinkle, just some romance, how, you know, fantasy books were when we were growing up of, of course, there's love, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not the same way that romanticy or romance is today as right. publicly acknowledged, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's been really fun to have it a little more heavy handed. Um, and have, you know, some more adult content. That's always fun. <laughs> um, well, Brittany, it's just been a pleasure getting to know you. It's Thank been you so, so fun. <laughs> it's been so great. Thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited yes. for your book that you just wrote. We're so excited for this new book. Um, yeah. It's just been, I'm just always so impressed that people write books. It's like, I know it sounds silly. Really? There's a million books in the bookstore, but like to actually meet somebody no, that's it, done it, it's a huge accomplishment. And like, I you. just applaud, especially first time authors that are like not going through major publishing houses. I think mm-hmm. it's such an incredible thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> it's been, it's been a really fun, wild ride <laughs> thus far. Launching point. <laughs> well, if you haven't yet, Check out Brittany's book, The Abandoned Realm. And Brittany, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on TikTok as Brittany Hansen author. I'm slightly more unhinged, as we all are, on TikTok than anywhere <laughs> else. Uh, Instagram, it's a Brit bookish with only one T, a Brit bookish. And I am I do a lot of fun content on there. Yes. You and do. then if you want to read some, uh, you know, Dramione fan fiction that's explicit it, on AO3, I'm Dramione ink drinker. So <laughs> there's just like just a couple over there. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you well, so much for coming um, on. Everybody for listening. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!